You're listening to Creative Encounters, where creators freely talk about faith, creativity, and inspiration. Brought to you by Candle Culture. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Creative Encounters podcast. I'm so happy that you are back, that you are here, and that you are listening. So I'm sure some of you saw this, but last two weeks, I had put up a podcast episode um, in the morning on Thursday, and I took it down in the evening and that's because the audio just wasn't it. I know that some of you already listened. I saw that and I'm so grateful. I'm so sorry as well, but it just wasn't the quality that um, I really want to uphold and also surpass, hopefully in season two, it just wasn't it. So I had to take that down. Yeah, but I'm just so grateful for Grace and just to still be here, really. So um, today's topic is resting in alignment and I'll tell you the two to three things that inspired this episode. So the first thing that inspired this episode is, um, and just bear with me, I'm going to give some context and it might not make sense initially, but the Forbes test you under 30 list. So Forbes has this list that they put out with people, um, young people in different industries doing really incredible things. And the list for this year came out very recently. Um, I know many people might not care, but I like to look at the list because I like to look at the different ideas that people come up with and things that they're doing to change the world. I also look at it in the industries that I'm particularly interested in, just so I see what type of ideas people are um, coming up with and um, using to enhance people's lives. I know one girl is um, working on, or actually she founded a company that helps therapists streamline their finances I thought that was really cool and it's just so nice to see that people who are doing good work they have like one less thing to worry about I saw that a young black professor in a university in Texas is um, doing some research on the effects of climate change on sports management and how some policies that are supposed to protect student athletes have some inconsistencies I thought that was really cool again that's going to really improve the lives of some people. And so, yeah, I just I just like to go through the list for that reason. But then when I was looking at, um, looking online, I saw, I don't know if it was a tweet or a caption, I can't remember, but something about how if you look at the list, the Forbes list, and it makes you feel like you're running out of time, look at these people who are not on the list that are doing incredible things. Um, I thought that was cool. I think it's important to note that people come up with these things and Yes, it's, you know, a source of inspiration for some people, but it's also, it doesn't mean that everybody who is not on it is not doing incredible things. There's some people who may never be on it and, you know, their reward is great in heaven, honestly. But the other part of it that I thought this is interesting is the idea of something like that, making people feel like they're running out of time. And I wanted to just talk about that. I think it's so interesting that that notion, um, that you know you see people your age doing things it could be starting a company it could be earning a certain amount of money it could be getting married it could be having kids and you feel like oh my life is just a mess because I'm not there yet I'm not doing all those things and then there are two things I just thought to to say about this the first thing is there is a book that I read when I was in college called My Time Will Come And it's by a man called Ian Manuel. He was in prison for something that he did. You know, he when he was young, he was just in with a really bad crowd. And he shot someone 
and he was put in prison as a either a child or as a minor or just really young and he was in solitary confinement for about 18 years um and it was just a very interesting story because the person who he shot the woman when he was in prison he wrote to her and she forgave him and it was it's a very fascinating story and um, my time will come by ian manuel but the reason why i bring that up and I'm, I'm sure i've given just too much information if anybody wants to like check out the book or anything is that title stuck with me my time will come and i think that one thing that i very much believe in in this life or in this world is hope i know that some people have hoped for so many things that have never come their way but i just try to keep hope alive and so i believe that if something is for me and hasn't come to me um there's a possibility that my time will come and it's just not my time yet and so being a human being of course there are times when you will feel bitter you will feel jealous the thing to do there is just to acknowledge what you feel um and, and confess that to yourself make that known don't like try to defend or like justify it and then pray and ask god to help you to help your heart um but besides that i always speak to myself and tell myself that um that when when something is for me and the time that is for me will come to me and i'm just really loving seeking god's timing in my life with things and just really seeking for things to fall into place at the right time and not bothering myself if I haven't received something that other people seem to have received because I just feel like we got, if I'm walking on the right path, so I'm in alignment with you and it hasn't come my way yet, then in this path I'm on, I will encounter it if, if it's your will for me. And so just trying to remind myself that God has given peace over my life because he is in control of my life and he's guiding my life. And so if something hasn't come my way yet, then you know my time will come. Um, the second thing with that is if you really, really want divine alignment with God and you really want God to take control of your whole life, then, and this is the, the really um, hard part, the more difficult part is being okay with not receiving the things that you want, um, but they're not in alignment or they're not in, in God's will for your life. And so, for example, if, this is like a very flimsy example, but if you desire to go to an Ivy League school, right? It's very okay, and even what you should be doing is all the work that is required to do that. But don't let your desire be uncontrolled. Don't let it consume you. Continue to ask God and surrender the desire to God so that in the event that this doesn't come to you because it's not God's plan for you, you're also okay with that. And I think that's, for me, the bulk of what it means to rest in alignment is that you look at life and you trust God and you trust that God will add things to your life that he finds to be a good fit and he will withhold things that he finds not to be either a good fit or he doesn't find to be a necessity or doesn't find um, to be something that would add any value or anything to your life or what he thinks might not be good for you even though you think it will be good for you. So really just resting in that idea of um, that verse that says that God has um our lives in the palm of his hands and that also means that he controls things and i just see um my life as like this movie that god is the director of and he's going to take out scenes as he wills and include scenes as he wills and bring in actors and say cuts you know who in his time and take out people and take out things and um the plot and the story will unfold beautifully 
as he as he desires and so what i need to be concerned about is am i seeking god am i seeking divine alignment with god and if i am then i don't need to worry about so many things because one thing i'm realizing as i get older is that like and this is i'm kind of starting the next point early but life just gets a bit heavier and heavier um i don't know if that makes sense but i think from this past week um just a bunch of things one or two things that have surprised me shocked me saddened me and i think i'm just realizing that there's no other way to do this life but to continually go back to god and say what should i do how should i do it this i didn't know this was going to come or happen this week did you know like what's going on can you guide me can you direct me i'm really having that childlikeness if that's a word and that surrendered heart to just keep seeking god going back to god and trusting god's plan and purpose even if it doesn't look like what we understand or know at this time i was on the subway from work um, i just got back and i remember um, observing a child with his dad um, and his mom but i couldn't see the mom so i could only see the child and the dad because the mom was facing them and the child just kept looking up at the dad and showing the dad different things on the phone that he was playing with and the dad just kept nodding like yep i know what that is i've seen that before i mean i'm assuming so many things but it just felt like that kind of conversation and i just you know i hope that this example makes sense but one thing i, I want to begin to rest in is the things that surprise me and shock me and even confuse me god is not taken by surprise over anything and just to be able to run to him and say, God, what what's happening? Like, what like, did you know about this? What really is going on? Like, is there a plan here? Is there a purpose? Like, purpose I cannot understand here. Like, what do I do? And if there's nothing to do, then help me to rest in you. Um, but that constant, like, admitting confusion, admitting being out of control, admitting um, weakness, admitting. Um, childlikeness and running to the father for comfort and support and help is something that I want to embrace um as I as I move on and this could be with studying things that happen in life but it could also be with um even blessings and just to round up I remember listening to this podcast episode two weeks ago and the interviewee was saying that when she started to get things that she prayed for she had to say god I am exhausted but this is what I prayed for. So what am I doing wrong? Where am I going wrong? Um, and I think that's such a powerful prayer. And what I love about it is everything I've just been saying about really going back to God and asking for direction, asking for clarity, and above everything, asking for a heart that will just rest totally, fully, wholly in God's design for our lives and what that looks like. And if he's the one that is the director and controlling everything, continuing to ask him god what is the story that you're writing i know that i can't see the full picture but if you would just give me a glimpse or if you would just hold my hand and hold my heart to keep trusting and keep believing in you and in the goodness of your heart um, towards me i know that it has not been a perfect year for everybody i'm sure for some people there are highs um some people there, there are lows and I know for some people there are you know a mixture of things and I just want to say that 
I, I, I can't promise that life gets any easier or gets any better. But one thing that I know for sure is that God is good and that is his very nature. And there's a Bible verse that says that even if we are faithless, even if we change, God must remain faithful because he cannot deny himself. And I hold on to that verse. I hold on to the idea of God being good. And I just pray that it will always be for all of us the profession of our hearts, even when we don't fully see or understand everything that we would say, God, I know you are good. Help me to see your goodness in this. And I'm going to leave you with a Bible verse. And it's it came to me this week when I just, it came to mind this prayer. I said, God, have you ever been shocked? Or were you ever shocked, Jesus, in your earthly life? And what did you do when you were shocked? And how did you get through that? And my spirit just went to this Bible chapter. I would say randomly because I know it's the spirit of God, but it was so apt. And I just felt, go check out John 12. And I opened John 12 and I'm reading it. And I see in the message translation, this verse, and this was when Jesus found out that, um, when I say found out, I don't know if that's the right expression, but he was going to die. And he says, right now, I am shaken. But what do I say? Father, get me out of this. No. I'll say, put your glory on display. And I thought that that was such a profound thing to read at that time when I prayed that prayer. And it taught me two things. It taught me that one, God is not afraid of the questions that sometimes we think that he's afraid of. And I've started to pray like that more where I ask questions. Not to question the character of God or the goodness of God or the the um faithfulness of god but just to ask um to process thoughts and to let him know what i'm thinking and i'll pray like that just if i'm talking to god it's more just being genuine in the question that i'm thinking about in the moment um and so just receiving that verse when i asked that question have you were you ever shocked in your early life reminded me that questions are sometimes good and they are healthy and they're a good way to communicate with god um, without any disrespect but um the second thing that it taught me was jesus was shocked and he understood that what we are seeking always is the glory of god and for him to say should i say get my get me out of this get me out of this pain get me out of this confusion no i'll say god where are you here i want to see your glory i want to see you I just thought that was so profound and so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that that verse came to mind. And so that's the last thing I wanted to share with you. Um, And I hope that you are well. If you are not, that you get better. And you just have hope. um, Because God's glory is always, like, is always on the horizon. I know that that's always, not always the easiest thing to believe. Especially when you are in a moment where you don't understand. But... God is good and he's going to put his glory on display. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, but also for listening to the entire um, series um, this season. These solo episodes have been really, really good for me to just come share and reflect with you. If you have something to say, DM me at My Candle Culture. I would love to talk to you. Please leave a rating as it lets people know that this is a good podcast by the grace of God to listen to. Um, and finally share with a friend or two um, so that someone you know who may not know about this may find out about it and start listening as well I hope that you have a good rest of the day 
Um, I just pray for peace for you, for us both, um, and more rest for all of us. Bye.